Hi, and welcome to episode 152 of the Heartland Knits podcast. My name is Vicki, but you can find me as Heartland Knits on Instagram and Ravelry. I have not been on Ravelry in the longest time, but I do check into Instagram fairly regularly. And today is Sunday, October 2nd, 2016. So it has been a while. It's even been a while for me. And I recorded several episodes that were just never posted anywhere. So I think it's been at least a month since I recorded any of those. So um, if you're new and you just kind of happen upon the podcast, I started in... um, recording about four years ago. And I don't know, I just took a little vacation from it this summer. And I've just kind of been thinking about maybe wanting to. And then this morning, I just woke up and thought, yeah, I think maybe today I will sit down and try to record. So on the way home from church, I stopped at Starbucks and I got a little chai and I have that in my spindle. Jenny the Potter mug. I don't know if she makes these anymore. You can see this is when she first started out and her mugs were kind of a different shape. Um, But I just thought I would kind of sit down and chat and try to catch up a little bit. I'm going to try to keep this to a half an hour. Um, But anyway... This is a knitting podcast. And, you know, so thank you for stopping by if you're new. And thank you for joining me again and hanging on and all the really nice messages and and things that I received over the last couple of months. I thank you really from the bottom of my heart. Um, To be honest, I have not knit all that much in the last month. I knit a lot during the summer, a ton Um, leading up to knitting camp and I have a whole episode and I'm going to post those um, eventually so you'll have to go back and and watch those what I was doing this summer Um, but in the last month I haven't been knitting all that much I've been doing a lot of sort of home improvement kind of things that's been keeping me busy and but I have had kind of one project sitting by my chair um, kind of picking up and knitting and you're going to say that's not you'd have a knit very much when I show it to you but um, this is um, a project I bought the kit for this when I went to Wisconsin Sheep and Wool um, which is the was the weekend after Labor Day and this is Sue the U. she is um, kind of the I, I last year when I went to the Sheep and Wool, I bought Sam the Ram, and he had an all-over Aaron um, pattern fleece. And um, she's got kind of this mistake stitch rib one. But but Sam the Ram was one of the most fun things that I ever knit. I think I knit him in like a week. She's taken a bit longer. Um, she's still got all the same like little like features and and things. It's just, um, I don't know, I just have not kind of felt the need to be knitting all that much. But Sam was so so good all this year that I thought he needed the girl, a girlfriend. And so this is going to be Sue the U and she will wear a little 
kind of Shetland shawl. I actually started that. It's sitting over there, but it's got about this much on it. So it's a little, she's going to wear a little red um, Shetland lace shawl. So the kit for this that I bought was from Blackberry Ridge. It is their um, wool. It's really nice, um, you know, that they spin at the, their mill. Um, the pattern is by Rita O'Connell, and you can buy the pattern separately without without the kit and just use, you know, whatever whatever wool you have on hand. Um, it's This is a sport weight, and I am doing this on size three needles, which are, these are three point, or these are three millimeter um, needles that I'm working this on. And, um, and I think you can even download the pattern. The, the pattern is published by Three Kittens. It's a, which is a yarn shop up in um, Minneapolis. And, or is that St. Paul? I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's, it's published by them, but I think you can download it off of Ravelry. And it's like really fun to knit. It's, it's um, you know, all done like her little head is done with, with short rows. And then there's this very clever shaping for the neck. She's got this kind of um, OXO cable down the back. And then the tail is just, it's, it's, it's really fun just to see it come together and the pattern is all written out. In fact, the there's no charts in it. The Sam the Ram is all cables and those are, are, are drawn as charts. Um, this, none of it was, was charted. Not even the lace shawl is charted. So um, I was watching something, I had something on the computer I was watching a craftsy class and I had to put it down because I couldn't keep looking. If it was had been charted, I could probably have kept up with it. So that is the project that's been sitting right by me. And I will pick it up and do like maybe a round or two in a day, which I know is not very much. I just have not felt the need to knit. I have been spinning a lot lately. And the other thing that I will show you is... I started a new bohus after I came back from knitting camp. Move this out of the way. And I started um, Blue Shimmer, which is such a classic, iconic design, um, bohus design. And so you can see I've got the whole um, collar done, and I have just, just started doing the short rows um, underneath the yoke. This will lengthen the, the uh, back and kind of drop the front neck down. You can see this is kind of where they're, where they're going so that there are more rows of blue over here than there are over here. And I all these little pins that you see, I am doing um, Japanese short rows. I've done, I've used other ones. I've used German short rows and I've used twin stitches and you know, for for this, um, Japanese short rows is just my favorite. And I am doing kind of a little bit of a different raglan um, increase. It, you can't really see it. I'll have to wait till it um, gets a little bit farther. Um, but underneath the yoke, there are increases like a raglan. Um, and I'm doing kind of more little decorative ones that will look 
um, more like a little cable almost um, as I'm increasing. So um, anyway, there is that is my other sort of thing. It's been sitting over here and I have not I I haven't taken it out and looked at it in probably a month. Um, but I need to I need to get going on it because I am not going to be finishing this the night before camp. <laughs> like what happened to my black one? And at some point I will get that out. I, I did show that on one of the old episodes. So if you want to see that, you'll have to go back and watch those um, until it gets to be kind of winter and I might wear it on the podcast. So one of the things that I finished in the last little bit was I finished a shawl. I, I finished two shawls. One I don't have. I was sent to a friend. Um, but I do have this one. And I love this so much. I was going to wear it to church this morning, but it actually ended up being like 60 degrees. So I didn't really need to. But this is, you can see how big it is. This is my Faroese shawl. Um, kind of what I'm going to be using every day um, in, you know, my everyday sort of shawl. It is made out of Einbond, which is a lace weight Icelandic. Oh, I still have to clip off my, my tails. I thought it was all done. Um, but it is a, a Faroese shawl. If you've not worn one, you need to knit one because I don't know if it's going to show. There are um, shaping kind of in these wing sections and it makes it so it just sits on your shoulders and then it has these long long tails that um, a lot of times I will kind of crisscross in front of me and then tie in the back and so then it stays on and it's it's sort of you know like a combination you know almost like a garment that you're wearing and but it's like really easy to just you know take it off and and you know if I'm you know gonna cook something or, or whatever but it's quite long and this took about three and a half um, hundred gram balls. It's close to a thousand yards of, of yarn in it. And it's garter um, base lace. And the design for this was in a, an old knitters magazine. And it's also in their um, compilation like book. It's called Shawls and Scarves. And, and um, so it's in there also and let's see the designer is Marilyn Van Keppel and I have made this I think this is my fifth one that's and I wear them so much I completely wear them to shreds and so I bought the yarn for this when I went to knitting camp and it's this really really pretty blue it it's kind of a very vivid royally sort of blue so I am kind of looking forward to, um, to wearing that. It's it's so pretty. And um, so anyway, that is my finished knitting. In spinning, I told you I have been spinning a lot. So in the evening, usually I have been spinning instead of knitting. Um, and I just finished a big project. Um, a 
don't know if you remember way back, right before I went to ZK, I wanted to um, start a spindle project. And I usually have a spindle project going during the summer. And so I started some Crown Mountain um, uh, Superwash Merino. It was called, the color was called Under the Boardwalk. Crown Mountain doesn't um, die anymore. Um, but I still had, I thought this was my very last one, but it turns out um, when I was going through things in August, I found another bump. It might have been started at some point or, or something, but it's almost all there. Um, they sold their yarn in like eight ounce um, bumps. So it's a that's a big amount to try to do on a spindle. So I spindled it, you know, during the summer. I spindled um, like a third of it. I had split it into three, and the plan was to do a three ply. And I I um, kept spindling the um, the third, and then it got to be I don't know end of summer, and I thought you know I I kind of wanted to finish that up. I knew it would take like literally five years <laughs> to, to try to spindle all of it. And so I started spinning the other ones um, on my wheel. And I was spinning them fairly fine. And so I this last week I ended up plying it. And I have this beautiful, it's still, I, I thought it was dry, but it feels damp on my hands. I, I think I washed this Thursday night and it still feels a little a little damp um, but it's a very um, so anyway this is the colors I don't know if you remember me showing the roving I don't know if I have a picture of it but it had big sections of white and then there would be kind of like a big blobs of kind of red kind of pinky red and orange and and stuff and um, you know, and browns and things. And their fiber was always dyed, like one end was lighter than the other end. And I had run into problems before, like figuring out like how did I, you know, how to sort of get it to be even so that the yarn wasn't like dark on one end and light on the other. And my friend, um, Melanie, who is just the most fantastic spinner um, and knitter. But she um, has, has done a, a lot of these. And she actually, when I bought this, I was out at Madrona and she was wearing socks, that are hand knit, or hand spun hand knit socks out of this fiber. So I knew it was gonna turn out like this, that it wasn't gonna have a lot of like weight and stuff. It was going to be, you know, more, um, you know, a darker tone. But anyway, she told me to do one one um, ply from the light end to the dark end and a second ply from the dark end to the light end and then the third ply to sort of break it up and to like get the whole thing mixed up. And that's what I ended up doing. The The two that I spun on the wheel were the that ones that I, I just went consecutively along and then the, the one when I, I, I um, split up the fiber to a spindle, I kind of split it into, you know, I don't know, arm's length um, 
you know, length um, strands of fiber so that I would, um, you know, just a length that I like to spindle so that you can kind of, you know, get a little bit done. Um, and I mixed those all up. I kind of had them all laying on the floor and then I went, would go from the dark end and to the light end, the mid, you know, and so I would mix those all up and it's, it really, really did the trick. So I, I'm very, very pleased with it. It was spun as a worsted, um, the singles. So it's just very, very smooth and it's super wash merino. So it's super soft, but it's a, a, a true three ply. And I came out with, it was eight ounces of, of fiber. I have not weighed this. Of course, it's still wet, but um, I, this is a little over 700 yards of this um, big um, skein. And then I have this little one. So I, I had a little bit left on the bobbin when I ran out. When I ran out of the first bobbin, I... Um, wound off what was looked like the next biggest amount and wound that off and then I plied that so that I could ply from the inside and outside of the ball and then I still had a third single on a bobbin. So when that one ran out I still had some left on the third bobbin and that's what this is and I just took this and I um, Navajo plied it and so this is about 122 yards. It's just it's a, a small bit, you know, amount, but um, I could decide, you know, what I wanted to do if I wanted to, you know, like just do a two ply with this or, but I thought, well, you know, I broke it off because I didn't want there to be, this is like all over, you know, sort of, um, you know, the, the colors are all mixed up. There's very little, um, spaces in there where it's like totally solid and I knew this one would come out you know where it's it's more solid and there are, are some places where it's marled a little bit uh, but anyway so um, I have this amount and this is going I wanted to show this um, because this is going to be sent um, off to a friend and um, I wanted to um, kind of show it off. I'm, I'm really, really happy. It's, it's, I was about, I was spinning it and I kind of had it in the back of my mind. Like maybe I will, this is not for me. Maybe this is for somebody else. And then, um, you know, I got to be, I, I, uh, you know, decided and I, uh, that I wanted to, to give it away. And so I really pressed and like, worked on it most of the time. And that's why knitting didn't, didn't really happen that much. So um, anyway, I'm just, I'm really, 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 really pleased with it. It's so smooth. And I guess that's the worsted, the worsted spun, you know, part of it. So anyway, spinning. So for show and tell, I actually have yarn to show you. I told you I went to Wisconsin Sheep and Wool and I bought the kit for Sue U. And I also bought a bunch of other stuff. I I didn't really, you know, buy all that much at knitting camp. I bought books and, and I showed all that stuff in when I showed the video. Um, so you'll have to go back and see all that stuff because it's all put away. Um, 
But this bag was was sitting here and I thought I I need to like either put it away and nobody's going to see or I need to record. So um so I went to Wisconsin Sheep and Wool and in August when I came back from dating camp I decided I needed to go through all my stuff. I think I have I've talked about that last year when I was doing the KonMari and she said, put all your stuff together in a room and before you, you go through it. And I did that. And all my yarn and fiber was like in a big jumble in a room, on the beds, on the floor, on the dressers, on the everywhere. And it, it just was like overwhelming and I could hardly go in the room. So when I got back from, from camp, I thought I have to, I have to, get a handle on this and wrangle all of this yarn and fiber and so it took me like pretty much all month to go through all the fiber and like cut you know get you know bins of it you know whatever like there's you know a bin of all the fine fibers and the you know I have a bin of Cormo I don't know how that happened you know but uh you know all the all the painted fibers together and you know organize it and I weeded out a lot of stuff that I didn't want anymore and got rid of that. And then I, you know, started on the yarn and, you know, was like organized. So by the time Wisconsin Sheep and Wool came, I had gone through everything. I had like literally touched every fiber and every yarn that I owned. So I knew what I had and um, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the fact that no fiber came home with me because I mean, I have it, that to me is the overwhelming um, part. And that's, I think also what is spurring me to like spin, even though it took me a month to finish spinning one like bump of fiber. Um, Cause I am a, a kind of a slow um, spinner. I don't, you know, I, I generally spin fine um, yarns. So anyway, I did go with with the thought that I wanted to buy a sweater's worth of yarn. And I haven't been to like when I went to ZK, remember I didn't go to the market there. I went shopping for shoes instead. So I hadn't actually bought yarn really all all almost all year. And I decided I really wanted um, a new like a sweater's worth and I wanted, you know, something that I didn't have. And I was like down to two. There was some Green Mountain Spinnery that I really liked. And there was some, of course, some Millie Fibers that I really liked. And so I had to go with Jeanette's yarn because I didn't have, I've never had um, a sweater's worth of her DK weight, which is 100% um, BFL. And so I bought it in this color, which is about like that. It's called Green Apple. No, it's called Granny Smith. Um, but it is a really, really, um, you know, pretty green. And so I got a sweater's worth of that. Um, and I am, um, I kind of have an idea of the sweater that I want to do. Um, I wanted to come back and, and like just dive in and, and start knitting it, but I didn't. And then I also bought from her, I bought just a skein of her fingering um, MCN. 
This is a color called Antler. It's a very neutral sort of off-white. Um, I don't know if this is her actually undyed or if she actually has dye on this, but what I, I went with a mission to get like something like this because I have a lot of, I made a lot of her figuring weight sweaters and I have some mini skeins of hers and like all those little leftover bits, I want to do like some, some fun mittens for this year. And, but what I needed was like a nice kind of neutral that I could use all the really fun, pretty colors and put them together. And so this is going to be slated to be um, mittens. And then I bought um, something that I wanted for a few years. Um, they, they usually come to Wisconsin Sheeping Wool and she never brings this particular thing. I don't really know why. And I am just not kind of into like the ordering online thing. At, at one point, they were hard to like come by and you had to do the whole like get them when she updates that whole thing. And I, you know, I don't do that except for lollipop yarn. You know, there's like, so anyway, it's one of these paint box um, kits from Fiber Optic. And this is to the chocolate to cherry. I have a specific project in mind that I want to do that. Oh, that's a really good, that's exactly how the colors look. So, um, I've had this specific project in mind for this for a long time. And so I finally, she brought this. I had wanted it in the MCN. She didn't bring any of those. So I got it in the regular, what does she call this? Um, footnotes. Um, it's just a, a merino nylon. So it'll work for what I want too. So I got that. And then I bought, let's see, I'm going to... I'm trying to stay organized. And then I bought, you know, along with that um, skein of white yarn that I wanted to do mittens with, because I bought this really great mitten book when I was at Knitting Camp. So I want to do mittens. Um, and I have a lot of leftover um, fairy hair yarn. I've done her, um, Jan, Jan Becker from Kimicroft Yarns has um, Bohus kits also. The ones that, like the Blue Shimmer that I showed you, that's from Sweden. But she also does um, Bohus kits. They go with the patterns from po the Poems of Color book. So I have a lot of, like, leftover little bits of color from all these different hat kits. And I thought what I need to do is get, like, some solid colors to play with those and put them together for mitten. So I, I kind of intended just to get one skein and then... I was, I was uh, standing there, you know, looking at the shelves with the fairy hair and I'm like, it's had like a little, a little sign. It said last chance, 40% off or something. I was like, what? So I ran over to her and I went, what do you mean this last chance thing? And she said, oh, well, the, she, she raises the bunnies herself. This is a Merino Angora yarn. And she raises the bunnies and she would have it spun. I think she gets it spun at Green Mountain Spinnery. And she said that they can't do or she couldn't, they couldn't do or she couldn't find another mill to spin 40% Angora, 60% Merino. Um, 
and so she had to drop back the Angora percentage to 30%. So she had the, the skeins that were, that she still had that had 40% Angora, she was marking down. Well, you know, if you can't get it again, you know, you have to, you have to go for it. So I think I had these two in my hand last year that I really wanted them. I just think they look really, really pretty together. I don't know what I'm going to make, but I just really, really, you know, loved them. And, you know, then they were on sale and weren't going to be able to get them again. And then I just was like pulling out different colors and I pulled this one out and I went, oh, how pretty those three look together. So, um, let's see if, yeah, that's like probably the colors are better back here. So I have three skeins of fairy hair. Um, to, to play with and you know they would make like lovely mittens I um, I really really enjoy the gloves that I've knit out of the fairy those hair. are the yarns that I got um, at she and then I got the kit so now I can put them away and that kind of leads into what I have been doing is I have been been a kind of making a yarn room for myself so I have like all my yarn out it looks really beautiful it but it's been a process and it kind of snowballed when I started putting things and organizing things in August there was um, this room that had like a big you know I, where I was going to store the yarn and you know I put it all away and it looked really pretty and and it was organized really nicely and then I like sort of looked at the room and the it it had been um, like wallpapered back in like the late 80s maybe my brother-in-law did it no <laughs> it was did not do a good job and it was um, you know there was like a ton of paste and like it had come through the seams and then they hadn't washed it off. He hadn't washed it off good. So like in those 30 years, the paste had sort of, you know, yellowed and, and you know, it looked like it seriously looked like water had been streaming down the walls, but it wasn't. It was just those were the, 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 the seam lines for the wallpaper. And I put all the yarn away and then I thought, it was, it was like a rainy day or something happened. And, and I thought, I went in there because I loved looking at the yarn and thought, this room did, this yarn deserves a better room than this. And I thought, I wonder how hard it would be to take this wallpaper off the wall. Have you ever removed wallpaper? So I got some off and I, you know, it. so then it became like a mission. I had to get this ugly and it was ugly ugly wallpaper to start with it was just I can't even describe it. it it was so ugly it was like sort of meant to look like fabric and it had these like slubs of of like to look like fabric and them it had slubs it was just it was it was ugly it had these horrible vertical blinds it was just it was not good so anyway, it took me a couple weeks, but I got all of the uh, wallpaper off. 
And then, you know, I knew that the paint underneath there was oil-based paint. And it was, and it, I remembered it was kind of this, it was yellow, but it was more horrible yellow than I remembered. It was yellow that leaned towards chartreuse, which is a good color, just not on walls. <laughs> it was just not good, you know, and it didn't go with like the floor or anything. So then I was resolved I need to paint the room. <laughs> so, and I didn't know about any of, you know, these things, how to do any of these things. So I, a lot of time that night, instead of knitting, it was like researching, like, what do I have to put on the walls so that, because, so that, because I, I didn't want to have to, to deal with like, you know, oil-based anything. I, I didn't want to have to deal with that. And there was all this excess paste and I spent days trying like every everything that I could find online all of the things you can buy you know trying to like strip that off the wall but the the, the um, original paint had like a like a sand texture so it the I think that worked the best was vinegar but I still knew I didn't have it off so I finally like I found like how to do it so that I just, I didn't want to paint it and then have the paint peel off because it was reacting to the paste or the oil-based paint underneath and on all of that. And I, and I, you know, found out how to do it and managed to do it. And so, you know, I've got that all done and it looks so beautiful. So I, you know, took off these horrible vertical blinds. So now I'm right at the point where I'm making curtains. So then I had to like research like, how to make the curtains and and um, oh the fabric I found is so beautiful it's so anyway so now I'm I'm just to the point where I'm I'm set set to do them I had I kind of had it I bought the fabric last weekend and I was gonna start them and I actually I I um, cut the lining and hemmed the lining and over the week I just could not get myself to cut into the yardage of this beautiful fabric. And I'm actually really glad that I didn't now because and then I kept thinking, well, maybe I want this in my bedroom because now I wanted to drapes, like all new drapes everywhere. Cause I, I did um, watch a, a craftsy class, which is really good with Susan Woodcock. Um, and so, and I've been like measuring all the, the uh, curtains and drapes. Do you call them curtains or do you call them drapes? I always thought there was a difference. This um, woman who taught the craftsy class said, no, there is really no difference. It's just a regional thing. Like some parts of the country call them curtains. Some people call them drapery. I always just call them drapes, but I guess that's like, no, you're not supposed to do that. So I would love, like, what did you call? Did you call them curtains or drapes? Um, curtains to me were like ones that didn't move you know, if, if they like staged stationary, like, you know, in a, in a kitchen, if you just had a little, like, you know, half, half curtain or something, but apparently curtains and drapes, drapery is, um, they are interchangeable terms, but, um, anyway, I don't know where, so I am, I am kind of at the point where I went back, I was going to do them at two times fullness so that I didn't have to seam you know, a, a width of material. And after measuring all the drapes 
in this house. Um, my mom made all of them, and it I I spent several sort of weepy days wishing I could talk to her and ask her questions about them and like why did you because they are done perfectly they're done exactly like this lady teaches in the class and she has had she's had a workroom you know making custom drapes for people so I you know I want to know like how did you learn how to do this and and you know why did you not line those <laughs> so I I am um, Anyway, so after like measuring all of them and I I went and kind of had to just say you need you need to make them fuller. I make them at um, for the for what I wanted to do with them, the the uh, recommendations were two and a half times fullness and all of the drapes in this house are at three times fullness. And I thought you need so once I made the decision. Yes, you have to make you have to sew a panel on. And I thought I know how to sew. I can sew a French seam. It's a straight seam. I can do this. I just kind of didn't want to. So I um, kind of once I I made that decision. Yes, I'm going back to get additional yardage so that I'm going to make them fuller. To go from you know up to three times fullness was like. You, you need to do that because I, I knew I would um, regret more if I did them at two and a half and looked at them and thought, oh, I just wish they were a little bit fuller. You know, I don't think I'm going to regret like having them at three times fullness and saying, oh, I wish they were less. Anyway, so that's what I have been doing um, mostly. And, you know, it's so hopefully by next weekend, I will have at least there's two windows in this room. So I'll have at least one um, window. I'm still kind of going back and forth on interlining if I want to interline them. Um, it's kind of on a north. The one window is a north window. And at the beginning of this week, we had wicked like cold, wicked north winds, like it is in the winter time, and you could feel that like coming through. And um, so I don't know. I I am I'm not I'm not sure. So that's why I started inspecting all of the other ones. None of them in the house are interlined, interlined. But uh, I don't know. So anyway, um, hopefully by next weekend I will have at least one window finished and I can show it to you. I can't wait to show off this room and how pretty it looks. I bought a little chair for it, you know, to sit in there. Um, I don't know, you know, kind of how much I'm going to, you know, use it. It started out that I was just like wanted a room like for my yarn to like live in. But, and when I went to get the paint, I, um, you know, the, I, you know, picked out the color and she was, you know, mixing it. And she said, what is this, you know, what is the room, you know, you're painting? And I said, it's my yarn room. And she just kind of gave me like a, you know, look and went back and, you know, was, it was, you know, shaking or whatever and came back and she's like, do you really have enough yarn for a room? And I was like, yeah. People have no idea. So, um, Anyway, I'm I'm thinking that maybe I will start recording in there. I have an old computer in there, my old com 
um, computer. I might, I don't know, I have to wait and see like how much I use it. Um, but, you know, I might put this one in there instead. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it, how it, um, you know, goes like during the winter, how much, you know, time I want to spend in there. But right now I just love to be in there because it's just so pretty. <laughs> the, the one of the colors that I, um, I, you know, I was down to like two um, colors of, of paint and I kind of did big samples of them. And one of them matched exactly the blue of the body color of Blue Shimmer. I mean, it matched it exactly. It was not the one I went with because it just, it didn't go as well with, it's got a hardwood floor, so it didn't go as well with the hardwood floor or the woodwork around the window or anything. Um, but I, 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 I laugh that, you know, it's, my yarn colors are <laughs> sort of infecting all, everything else in my life. But anyway, I really want to thank everybody who wrote to me and, and sent warm messages and, and uh, um, all of the, all of the, the kind words. Um, it really made me feel good. I, you know, and I recorded all these episodes during the summer and I am going to, to uh, put them up in all the places. And that is about enough for me this week. Um, you'll be like, she didn't show up for like four months and now she doesn't shut up. So anyway, thank you all so, so much for watching. And until I see you next week, from my heart to yours, happy knitting.